and welcome to today's show. This is Rico with Real Talk Sports, and we're back for another show today. Today, actually, we're talking about uh, the championship weekend for the NFL. Uh, we'll be mainly talking about the two games that took place in both the AFC and the NFC. Um, so let me, without further ado, go ahead and kind of jump into the podcast. And let's first start off with the Green Bay Packers, who actually traveled here to take on the San Francisco 49ers. As you know, the 49ers have had a terrific year, um, really been a resurgence there, especially with what Richard Sherman has as far as being a defensive uh, back here for the 49ers. Um, I love everything that Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing as well. Um, have to love what Coach Shanahan has been able to do as well as far as generating a running game here um, for um, Jimmy Garoppolo and for that offense here. And I also love what, uh, you know, Bosa has been able to do on the defensive end coming out of Ohio State here. So it's a lot of pluses here for the San Francisco team. And then when you look at the Green Bay Packers, obviously they've always had great uh, quarterback play. And Aaron Rodgers, he's been uh, absolutely terrific uh, throughout the years here. And it's really been um, kind of kind of the culture, I think, of the Green Bay Packers. They always have to have a terrific uh, quarterback to actually be uh, successful. You know, so when I look at the years that they've been successful, you know, it started off with Brett Favre and then um, it moved on now to Aaron Rodgers. So <clears throat> this is uh, pretty much Green Bay's identity. And, um, you know, also to Aaron Jones, I have to think about Aaron Jones at the running back position. And I had a thought about him uh, just a couple days ago and thinking about the fact that they really haven't had a running back that good since a Dorsey Levins uh, was in the league or um, Edgar Bennett, who actually played for the Green Bay Packers. So two guys that uh, remind me of somewhat the culture of the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, when I look at the score here, the 49ers end up winning 37 to 20 here. So 17 point victory. You know, I look at the stat sheet here and the clear thing is that when you take a look at it, the 49ers simply exploded in the second quarter, you know, outscoring the Packers 20 to zero. And then, you know, also too, they kept it pretty even through the final two quarters, you know, putting up 10 points total with the seven here on the third and then uh, the three on the fourth. So um, taking a look here at some of the statistics here, I have to look at uh, Richard uh, Motart there. Uh, terrific for the 49ers. He had the 29 carries for 220 and the four TDs. He was just absolutely outstanding the way he ran the football um, and pretty much the way the 49ers were able to stay on the field and really kind of grind out Green Bay's offense. You know, when I look at Green Bay and I look at that offense, it's high powered. It's something that needs to be on the field. And the best way to uh, keep a great quarterback and the offensive team from being on the field is to play good defense. And that's been really the calling card for the 49ers. So they have one of the best pass rushers or pass rushers in the league, but pass rushes in the league. Um, the way that they're able to generate a pass rush and maybe if they don't get the sack, they're at least able to go up and uh, cause a pressure, cause errant passes. And that's kind of what defense is all about here. So, you know, a terrific job there for the 49ers and getting the running game started. You know, and I'm looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. They did so well. He was only six of eight uh, for the 77 yards. You know, he played pretty well. Steady game. Didn't have to do very much, but just handed off to uh, Richard Mozart there. Um, and so when I look at Aaron Rodgers and I look at his statistics and shipping over to Green Bay here, 
Um, 31 of 39, 326, two TDs and two INTs. So what I see there in that situation is, you know, the two touchdowns and then the two INTs. Whenever you have the two INTs there and you're turning the football over, that's the kind of stuff there that uh, it, it makes your team, um, it makes your team really at a deficit, you know, when you, when you take a look at that. And so when I look at Aaron Rodgers and I say to myself, all right, did he did he try everything he could to win this game? And it's an absolutely yes. I mean, he tries to use his his biggest weapon, which is Devontae Adams, who has the nine receptions for 138. But you know, aside from that, they really didn't have too much anything else. Aaron Jones, who was fantastic the week before, only the 12 carries for 56 and one TD. So that definitely put a lot more pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And that's why you see the the two interceptions here to go along with the two touchdowns. So you know, when I take a look at this situation and I look at the, the the outcome of the game, I must say that I think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to fail or fare well, excuse me, in the Super Bowl here in this next round. You know, what really impressed me very much about their game tape is just, again, the way that they were able to open up lanes and things like that. And Kyle Shanahan, he, he's been uh, pretty aggressive throughout the year. And he's a coordinator that I definitely like. I know this is a guy here that's that's coming out of Washington, a guy that worked with RG3 and that explosive offense. So I think some of that dynamic creativity, I think, really is starting to show for the 49ers at the best time. Um, and this is something that you really didn't see when they were a younger football team. But now I think you're seeing it more so now that they're starting to kind of get into their groove and stuff like that. So, you know, terrific football game here. You got to take your hats off to the San Francisco 49ers who literally are going from worst to first. Um, they had the six and two record there, um, 13 and three overall, 13 and three for the Packers, six and two away. So it was pretty even. It was pretty even, pretty even football game. So very, very impressive there. And uh, they're actually going to get ready to go on to the Super Bowl where they will actually take on the Kansas City Chiefs, which we will talk about here um, briefly here. So with that uh, being said, let me go ahead and switch over to the next football game that we had. And that actually was the Kansas City Chiefs um, versus the Tennessee Titans. So to start off with the Tennessee Titans, here's a team that was very hot. It's a team that uh, they went out, they beat uh, the New England Patriots. They really had a, had a, had a, had a, and an interesting season, you know, because they changed from Marcus Mariotti, Mariota, excuse me, and uh, go over to Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill, a guy that kind of flamed out there with the Miami Dolphins, comes back and is playing extremely well here now for um, for uh, the Tennessee Titans here. So looking at his statistics, 21 of 31 for 209 and two TDs. So pretty solid there. Did have the three sacks for 27 there. And then when I look at the stat sheet and look down here at Derrick Henry, who had been absolutely outstanding over the last round or two, only the 19 carries for 69 yards and a touch. So I think when we look at the, the Chiefs defense, which we'll talk about, they did a great job in keeping uh, Derrick Henry on the ground and basically making him uh, be just kind of a one-dimensional back. When you put him in a one-dimensional back in that sense, here's a guy that, uh, you know, He's able, he's, he's dynamic in the sense that he's able to get past the first tackler and usually able to keep his feet and usually actually has a little bit more burst 
than what most people give them. So the fact that you make them one dimensional, meaning that you're able to, to kind of close them down and clamp them down here within that, that first initial wave, I think that's what Kansas City did a great job of. And that's why they came out on top here, 35 to 24. And so when I look at the, the receiving, um, the receiving stats here, I look at it like a guy like Corey Davis, who had the five receptions, the 65 yards and the 22 long. And then I look at a guy like uh, A.J. Brown with the three receptions here for 51 as well. Um, 37 was the longest. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really sexy as far as the pass game, but it was efficient enough for Tennessee to have you know a fighting chance. And I look at the stat sheets here. I mean, they were pretty even throughout the game. Really what hurt them was they didn't have anything going for them in the third quarter. That might have been the difference to, to, to really kind of sway it in their way. Um, but, you know, hey, that's just how football goes sometimes. So, you know, looking at the other side here with the Kansas City Chiefs and I look at what they did. I want to start off with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was just absolutely outstanding. The 23 of 35. Um, you look at the three touchdowns. He didn't throw an interception did have the two sacks and was 97.5 on the quarterback rating. I think that he made one of the most fabulous runs of the game when he sidestepped a couple of defenders, gets hit, spins around, fights his way into the end zone. And here's a guy that I didn't know he was going to be this good um, after, you know, winning, you know, the MVP and stuff like that and pretty much being a Roy, our rookie of the year. Um, you look at Patrick Mahomes and what he was able to do. He actually led the Chiefs in the rushing uh, with the eight carries and 53 yards and one touchdown um, compared to um, a Damian Williams here who went 17 for 45 and a touchdown here. So, you know, it was pretty explosive offense here for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, looking at the sat seats here, you look at uh, Sammy Watkins Jr. here, talented wide receiver out of um, out of uh, Clemson here. Um, seven receptions. He had the 114 as far as the yards, the one TD, and then the 60 long. And then I look at Tariq Hill. You know, he's always pretty um, interesting, a speedy guy, pretty consistent, had the five receptions, 67 yards, and then had the two TDs. And then a staple here of the offense, which is Travis Kelsey, which I think is the best tight end in the league. The three receptions, the 30 yards, the 18 long there. Um, and then I look at, uh, you know, I look at, uh, a guy like I look at a guy like uh, Darren Williams here who had the uh, five receptions and 44 yards here that shows me what Andy Reid was able to do as far as just spreading the football around and really making the offense efficient there um, that's kind of the staple here of the Kansas City Chiefs and shout out for Andy Reid here I mean this is the first time since the late Philadelphia Eagle days when they got to the Super Bowl. Um, I remember where the Eagles actually had played um, against the, 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 the Carolina Panthers there um, in the, the NFC Championship game to get to play uh, New England that year. And I think that was the last year that actually Terrell Owens was on that club, that club along with Freddie Mitchell. So um, unfortunate that they didn't win the game. But hopefully, you know, maybe Andy Reid is able to uh, perhaps get the win that he's always wanted to get here. And so when I look at the defensive um, numbers and statistics here, you know, I think the the Honey Badger here um, who actually played uh, defense or free safety there for the Kansas City Chiefs. Terrific uh, nine total tackles, the six solo. He was all over the place there. Um, and then I just look at, you know, just the timely tackles, you know, you know, I look at Frank Clark coming over from Seattle. He was pretty set. 
Um, you know, I look at uh, the one solo here from uh, from Frank as well. So, you know, I look at these two things and I say to myself, all right, you know, Kansas City was able to go ahead and put uh, two and two together here and they're able to go ahead and generate what they need to, to get actually to a, um, a Super Bowl appearance, man. So, you know, this is this was an outstanding game. Um, you know, it's one of the the more exciting playoff series that I've seen in, in quite some time with the scoring and everything like that. Uh, shout out to the Titans here for making it this far. I know they came up short, um, but really something terrific to build on. And I know they have to make uh, quite a decision here with uh, Marcus Mariota. Um, so with that being said, you know, that's that's kind of what we mainly wanted to talk about here. Um, and so uh, with that being said, I'll actually go ahead and, and bring a guest over to ask any question that they might want to ask about, um, you know, what what was what was kind of done here throughout the throughout the the contest or, you know, was there any questions or did it, was there any comments really here about our podcast today? So right now I'll actually bring in our first caller here. Yes. Um, my question is, what is your perspective on both teams and their chances for the Super Bowl? Great question there. Um, and so what I would say here is my prediction I really feel like that I, I want to go with uh, I, I want to go with the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs um, just because I think you know Kansas City they're going to be an explosive offense. They've been together. They certainly know how to play fast break football, um, and they have Andy Reid who's just terrific at this. You know, I just don't know if San Francisco's defense is going to have enough to stop Patrick Mahomes and that that offense. If the 49ers are able to generate the best pass rush in the league, which is pretty much what they've done, and they're able to run the football the way that they did here in this last round and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, I think that the, the the clear advantage would go to the 49ers because they're going to go ahead and dominate to me. Um, they're going to dominate what what happens with um, they're going to dominate the time of possession here. That's what's going to happen there. So, um, you know, I think that this is going to be a terrific, terrific, um, outstanding contest. You know, I look forward here to this situation here. Um and, you know, I think that's a great question here. So, um, you know, was there any other questions that might be out there before we get ready to uh, go ahead and shut that off for today? Okay, just checking the lines here. And yeah, I mean, I don't see any other uh, actual phone calls coming in here. So, you know, without further ado here, I just want to thank everybody. Um, I know, you know, what we're going to be doing here is we'll be talking a little bit more and kind of gearing up for you know, the Super Bowl and everything like that. Um, you know, we're definitely going to go ahead and try to uh, give you some more stuff here about the NBA and stuff like that. Um, know it's been some good contests on as of late. I uh, definitely want to go ahead and talk about some of the things that uh, have been going on here over in the NBA. So um, with that being said here, um, you know, this is Rico with Real Talk Sports, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you there. Okay, take care.